met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Another episode of Subconscious Realms. I'm your host, General Lee. And for today, oh, both of these guests, um, they need no introduction. We've got um, New York Pager and Raven Kiefer with us. Now then, gentlemen. What's going on? <laughs> I'm finally happy to be back hey. on with Raven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He's um, the legend, mate. He comes yeah. by and drops, uh, drops knowledge on my YouTube, and I'm like, yo, when are you coming back? Yeah. <laughs> we we've been doing the uh, round tables every weekend and oh, they're just getting better aren't they Raven some of the uh, content we've a, that we're covering we've had a blast and, and we've had so many good people on like Grub and Juan and, and Brandy and uh, that's Brandy, just been fantastic we had Daniel from End of Days Radio on last week Daniel oh Daniel. he's, he's yeah. awesome I like him yeah he's yeah, a really he's nice guy and he's funny as shit too on. Yeah. yeah. You ever yeah. what? You ever read his Twitter shit? He's off the hook. He's funny as hell. <laughs> he cracks yeah. me up. Yeah, yeah. I never do Twitter. <laughs> Just jump on there, David. Yeah, I, I never do Twitter. Oh my goodness, I would get in so much trouble, you all, if I got on Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Do you know, right? I, do you know, even my right, out of everything, I've never. Never had a problem on Twitter. Funny enough, Instagram a few times. I've had my contacts numerous times, been blocked, but never on Twitter. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I couldn't keep my, uh, I couldn't keep my thoughts to myself on Twitter. I, I would get banned <laughs> instantly. Yeah. yeah, Twitter actually for me was probably, uh, I mean before. Before I started the Occult Rejects Twitter, when I had my NY Patriot Twitter, I got must have gotten slammed like three or four times, and I just gave up. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was hard. You know what the crazy thing was? <laughs> this is how old it is, too, <clears throat> that account when I had it. I was, like, posting up every freaking Hunter Biden pick I found. You know, like, this is how old long ago it was. It was, like, prior to the election when all his original dick pics were going around and him smoking crack. I was posting that shit up like crazy, uncensored yeah. and everything. Nothing. Not a problem. I post a bitch shoot episode that I did and it <laughs> fucking gets taken down. I said, what the hell is this? Yeah. It's so weird. But uh, it, it made no sense. Wow. I, I get hammered on Twitter, but not for like... There was so much worse shit that they would end up hitting me with. Like, I don't know. It just made no sense, the stuff that they gave me strikes for and canceled me for. I was getting canceled me for like Hunter Biden's uh, dick uh, pick. But you canceled me for a bit shoot link? What what the fuck is that? Wow. No <laughs> you know, I, I tell you the strangest thing with me is is like all the stuff that I've done with the uh, with the injectomania and the jabberwocky. I uh, Facebook Facebook pretty much, you know, they they gave me a couple of timeouts. 
But you know what got me put put permanently off of Facebook? You guys ain't going to believe this. I went after Q. Q. When I posted and it, when I went when I posted and I compared QAnon to uh, the friendship program that was used by the Bolsheviks in Russia. Oh, yeah. And I showed Trust the, the exact lineup that that sh- that shows that they're exactly the same operation. I got put off Facebook permanently. Wow. wow. And and I was trying to take Q out, get people to quit <laughs> listening to it. It's like, huh? <laughs> Yo, that's crazy because you know what? It's funny. I think it's that uh, me and Lux had uh, went on someone's show not too long ago, and I think uh, I think they wanted us to kind of focus on the QAnon side. Uh, and I was like, you know what? The fucked up thing is, is that. Anything QAnon is like so censored. I was like, I'm afraid that if I was to even put this out on our end on YouTube, we might get a strike, even though we're shitting on it and not saying it's real. I was like, we may say the well, name yeah. too many times. We might get a fucking strike or get taken down as propaganda or whatever misinformation. Well, and, and that's what happened to me on Facebook. That was my permanent ban or my permanent removal was was going after Q, not supporting it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I've not bothered to... Uh going on Facebook. I mean, I've got a personal account, but I've not been on it for months. Um, and I'm not doing like a podcast account on it because it's just not worth it. It's just get taken down. Same as YouTube. Yeah. Just not well, worth we, it. We get into so many things. There's no way that, that uh, Facebook or would, would tolerate it. No. <laughs> Yo, they've actually, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, they banned me for, I think, like a few weeks. I couldn't even uh, live stream to it anymore. I forgot what episode I was. I did that, whatever. They didn't like it, and then they've been like muting some of my shit because of uh, like Lee. If I use our Freaky Fridays intro, yeah. if I was to use that now, they won't. Pl- they shut off the music on the episode because well, like, yeah, I'm because I, I sampled shit out of that from like Skinny Puppy, and I guess somehow it fucking picked it up, and it hits us with a copyright thing, and it says uh, like it won't play the music. <laughs> How can it be copyright when you've created it? <laughs> well, I took samples from Skinny Puppy to make it. But still, I yeah. mean, my opinion, um, that, it's not like you've... Um, it's it's I, And it's I don't free. know what copyright laws are. I can understand, like, if it was monetized. You know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah. the thing is, yeah. like, I'm not making money off of it. It's like, I don't know. Like, YouTube, like, if I'm not monetized, well, about- they'll, they'll say I have a copyright claim on my show... But they'll release it. I just can't make money off of it. So, like, why can't you yeah. just do that? Like, I understand that. Like, all right, you can't make money because you're using somebody else's fucking music. You know, I like with my show, because yeah. Enigma at the end, every one of my shows will have mm-hmm. a copyright claim. Unless I take that off, I won't, because the intro is uncopyrighted. That's not a copyrighted track. But just because of my Enigma yeah. outro, all my shows have a copyright claim. So even if I wanted to make money on YouTube, I couldn't <laughs> because of that copyright claim. Yeah, yeah. yeah we were just talking. About Enigma the other day, General. <laughs> We've lost mate, haven't we? Oh, yeah. yeah I, I told you. Him. Not. <laughs> Go on, mate. Sorry. Well, no, I, I was talking about that beyond reality that you closed your show with, and mm-hmm. and I told General, I said, you know, now there's a group that stayed consistent for almost a decade with their music. They didn't change. Yeah. Yeah, those <laughs> his first like few albums yeah. all pretty yeah. much had the same sound too. Like all had like definitely. I would agree with that. Uh, you like them, Raven? Oh, yeah, I enjoy their music. I yeah. enjoy their music. I was um, young when I came. A lot of people will meditate. Shit was good. 
Oh well, I was I was already pretty old when they started out, but um, <laughs> but they uh, they uh, a lot of people will meditate to their music. Me, I, I I go outside and I can I can listen to them while I'm gardening and stuff, and it's just this nice, pleasant sound. It doesn't have any of that harsh nastiness to it, you know. Right, I, I, I meditate to Arctic monkeys. Right, <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> what did you say? You meditate to what? Arctic monkeys. Oh, I thought you said the band, the monkeys. The I monkeys. was like, holy fuck, he remembers that band. <laughs> no, I remember watching that though when I was a kid. The monkeys. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that shit. Oh man, I. Re- when they, I remember when they came on television. It was black and white where I was at. We didn't have a color TV. That was too funny. I can actually remember oh, wow. when that show came on, y'all. <laughs> what what, what year did it came out, Raven? Roughly. Yeah, over here in the states, I can remember when they 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 used to be on Saturday mornings. If you can all believe I it, that shit. Um, they were on. They were on like right in the middle of all the cartoons. Uh, over here, um, it, 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 they made it a kid show over here. Yeah, you can believe it. I yo, I watched it as yeah. a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, like a I silly love, show. Uh, um, yeah, it was like a comedy type, wasn't it? Yeah, or at least uh, that's yeah. the way it seemed Tell as a kid. Like, when I watched like, it. Yeah, do you remember Terror Hawks, Airwolf, uh, Night Rider? Yeah, Night Rider, King Dungeons oh, yeah. and Dragons. Thundercats. Oh, Thundercats. Oh. Well, you know, uh, Airwolf and Knight Rider over here were primetime shows. But like yeah. Thundercats and uh, Thundercats and Beastmaster, the cartoons, uh, Thundar, those things were all Saturday morning shows. Yeah, Hawks, Dungeons and Dragons was meant as well. Well, you know, Captain Marvel, the first time Captain Marvel was introduced in the States as a character, that was a Saturday morning show. Was it? Yeah. Ah. Um, it, it, it was almost like it was almost like pre-programming, for lack of a better description. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think a lot, a lot of them were like on a weekend, month because of, uh, probably because it was so we didn't really have much choice back then on television. But, but I, over here, all we had was four channels: BBC One, BBC Two, ITV, and Channel Four. Yeah, well, that's the way I was. We had four channels, and one of them was out of Chicago. If you ah. could get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we're gonna yeah. we're supposed to be getting into uh, chaos magic, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, um, there's there's another very good example too is is if you think about television programming, there's a lot of chaos magic right inside of that. In what? In in television programming. Oh about yeah. Car- cartoons for kids and. And General and I were talking about the series that was on TV here called Charmed. I remember that. Yes, um, Charmed, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of chaos magic involved in, in, in the television programming. And there's another one to talk about, too, is uh, they, they ran that series here in the States called Supernatural. Uh, yeah, Supernatural. Um, Charmed, do you remember that, Charmed? There's been a couple <laughs> like the originals. Like, uh, I think... But, like if you got like a vampire show or like a lycanthropy show, there'll be witches in that. So you'll see um, a lot of occult, like magic type stuff on it. Like there's a new show just come out called The Sandman on Netflix. And straight from the mm. off, from the first episode, 
he's performing a ritual to trying to bring that back his dead kid but he ends up bringing this Sandman into this world wow it's uh, crazy mate oh, it's, it's thick everywhere isn't it it is it is you know it, well I mean one of the first shows one of the first shows I remember here in the states that really really put that stuff out you had uh, you had uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch that was a Disney show yeah yeah um, and then that. they had uh, Buffy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was another one. I never got yeah. that. Yeah, I definitely watched. The My missus watches all that. So, what do you think, Raven? In your opinion, what do you think chaos magic is? Because I do think a lot of people have different ideas of that too. The, the 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 problem that you have with chaos magic is 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 the way that in which that they do it. Um, you know. You have so many different people that are talking about so many different ways of doing this. Um, one, of, one of the big things with me is, is they like to use sigils uh, and symbology, but they borrow yes. it from people not knowing what it is. You know? Um, that, was, that was one of the things that I brought up that, that I was going to uh, bring up to you is you look at these people taking other people's sigils and symbology and using them. And they're taking, first of all, they're taking somebody at their word that that's what this sigil means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're duplicating somebody else's spell. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense, actually. Um, I totally, I totally uh, um, agree with that. Yeah. You're using so, somebody so, else's stuff. So you're you just throw- basically, you're basically doing their job for them. You're just replicating it and putting it out even more. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like well, you're Keck aiding a, in the magic. <laughs> Keck, Keck is a very good example of chaos magic. Do you remember when they put Keck out before the uh, Trump election? Yeah. Keck was a, a very good example of chaos magic at its best or worst. I don't know which way you want to describe that. But but they threw that thing out there and people started imitating it, not understanding what Keck was in the first place. <laughs> An old demigod. Mm-hmm. Um, but then all of a sudden it was everywhere. You couldn't. You, you couldn't. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> you couldn't get online without seeing Keck somewhere. So so not only was it chaos magic for the ones who were putting out the memes and putting out the the, the videos and stuff that they were making, but they were hitting all of us with it too. And now you talk about true chaos. Um, but the thing that I see is is like. The sigil magic, you know, you draw your own sigil and they say, well, do it like this. Well, that's not, if you're doing it like this, you're not doing your own. Um, and to me, it just seems like the whole process of bringing this out when they did, and don't get me wrong, that, that one guy over there in England's been out for about 20 years with his books. But uh, bringing it out now when they did, it seems like they're actually trying to create chaos. Make sense? Yeah. I hope. Yes. Well, I think, I mean, chaos magic, uh, to me, almost like, uh, is almost, I don't know, I forgot the word for it, but it's almost it's saying the same thing, chaos. I feel like magic is almost chaos in a sense anyway. But uh, I do think um, a couple of things that you said, I mean, it, it's all on point. For one, I, I do think it's definitely on the TV and in the media, and it's been crazy recently, but... Uh, <coughs> I do think uh, a lot, like like what you were saying about the sigils too. A lot of that is like people will just take stuff and not even realize what it is, and just start sharing it or replicating it. And uh, like you said with Keck, people don't realize what the fuck they're doing with that. 
I think the same thing, which is Pepe in itself, is like is like replicating a uh, a talisman, kind of or a sigil in a sense. True. You know. True. I mean, yeah. uh, well, you know, and go ahead. Oh well, what I was going to say about the Pepe thing is, is and a lot of people don't even know the origins. You know, there's multiple yeah. origins to that. One of them is Egyptian, and one of them is South American. Um, and they may even actually be connected. But all of a sudden, they just started repeating this same, you know, for lack of a better description, kick is a, is a sigil when you start using it that way. Yeah. Um, but we have all these kids now, and I say kids, say, under 30, that have never been in an occult group, have never been in a temple. They have no idea what they're dealing with. Oh, I'm doing chaos magic. And it's like, holy crap, do these kids know what they're doing? No. Um, well, I've got control of it. Um, I've actually seen people on video saying, well, you know, I've got complete control of it. You know, I, I know how to do chaos magic. And I'm like, uh, do you not understand what the word chaos actually stands for? <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other thing I was going to ask you too, I mean, I still want to talk about that part, the sigils and stuff, but yeah, so do I, I was going to say, the other thing I was going to ask you about too, um, and we need to get back to this. So general, don't let us forget is, uh, Look at the look at the way kids are behaving and the way things are going right now. And and I was wanting to get your twist on if you think maybe all this chaos magic they're doing might have an, be having an effect. I think it's. I mean, the last few years, I think even since like BLM and Antifa, I think since I mean at least then I think people were getting mind fucked with chaos magic on from the oh. TV and the uh, media. Yeah. That, that's uh, undoubtedly that. I mean, do, do, do also, do you think, um, like, music videos, some of the music videos, do you think that they're some sort of chaos magic? Uh. Well, you see it in music videos, but how about video games? Yeah. Oh, Everywhere. Oh, video games, yeah. <laughs> I used to play a Marvel Contest of Champions on my phone a long time ago. And uh, that game I started noticing because I was, like, still in the OTO when I was playing that game. I was like, yo, this fucking game, like, at first I started catching, like, little things in it. And I was just like, and then I was like, yo, this, like, there's, like, shit everywhere. And then I started even looking at the situation of the game. And I'm like, you're summoning this, uh, you know, this um, superhero to fight for you. And, like, half the time, if you pay attention, you're actually in a circle. Some of them, they have actual candles forming a circle, and you're fighting the other person in it. I'm like, what That's the crazy. fuck is this game? <laughs> all fucking seeing eyes floating in the fucking background and shit. I was like, yo, this shit's like all over the place, and like, kids play this and probably have no idea. And so it's like, does that start to do something subconsciously? I don't know. Well, there's been Possibly. a lot of video... There's a lot of video games that, that require summonings. And you have and you have to do it in a certain way inside the game in order to summon the character that, that you're supposed to get. Um, people don't understand, you know, there's another form of magic. And, and you have to you have to understand. For me, I look at it and I'm like, okay, you're using the symbology, you're using the ritual and the ceremony. How can you not actually be doing the ceremony? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's like, uh, let's, let, let me give you another good example. It's okay. We watch a horror flick. Um, just pick one. Um, you have a, 
character inside the video game or inside the movie that does ritual sacrifices throughout the movie. And at the end of the movie, it becomes uh, immortal. You have just participated in a sacrificial, a sacrificial rite the whole time that you were watching the movie. Oh, because man. you, uh, you by viewing it, participate in it. And it doesn't matter if it's Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger. I mean, they, those are just the three that most people will know. But you are literally watching a sacrificial ritual. And in the end of the original, they became immortal. And a, a lot of the repeats, the, 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 the second and third and fourth movie, was just reinforcing that immor- immortality through the sacrificial rite. Yeah. Um, and people don't see those movies for what they were. Um, but by watching that movie, you're participating. So then apply this to a video game where you're actually doing the ceremony, gathering the materials. Yeah. And a lot of those games, when you do a summon, when you do a it actually shows the symbology and the sigil on the screen. It flashes up before the the, the thing that you summoned appears. Yeah, it's very cleverly done. Uh, I mean, but I love my hands up. I love horror films. <laughs> I always have fun. I just cannot. I just love them. <laughs> I think there's some, there's some brilliant, not again, there's some shit out there, but uh, there's some cracking films. Uh, I, I do like, like the old, like Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing, Vincent Price. I do like all that stuff as well. I, I was on about that, weren't we, Raven? Yeah. But uh, you know this, it's it's still it's still magic, magic, and it's still ceremony, um, and most of it is ritualized. I mean, you can go back to yeah. Vincent Price. He did he did the House of Wax, where he took people and made made them immortal by by dipping them in wax. <laughs> um, that's still a sacrificial rite. Yeah, it's yeah. still a sacrificial rite. Yeah, I mean, um, Chris, Christopher Lee, he was proper into the occult. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, um, his his he, he actually had a comment. They asked him about his books, and he says you have to be very careful what you read. <laughs> yeah, um, oh. I, it would have been an interesting conversation to have with him. But no, this this chaos <laughs> magic, this chaos magic is everywhere. We got people showing up on YouTube doing ceremonies in their video. We got people showing up on TikTok, and you can tell that the video sped up. But literally, they're they're putting the salt down, they're putting the candles down, they're lighting them, they're doing whatever they're doing because it's so quick you can't really see the the movement. And then, uh, you know, some of them will have like a flash of light, some of them it'll go dark or whatever. But they're doing these sigils in videos, and you know who the hell knows how many people are watching them. But every time you watch somebody draw a sigil, you're taking part. Now you talk about chaos. Yeah. I mean, yeah, MIP, would you, in your opinion, would you say, like, some form of meditation and sex magic are chaos magic or can lead to chaos magic? Well, I guess, I mean, from... (laughs) This is the whole thing that gets confusing sometimes with chaos magic is that people... You know, it's also gotten, like, so very much tied to, like, just sigils. But um, if yeah. that is the sense, if you're just doing sigils, which I do think that is part of chaos magic, is using sigils and talismans. Um, I mean, there is like ways of you know, there's a few different ways that people suggest to like do 
I guess, you know, sigil magic. And part of it could be like um, meditating on the sigil itself. Uh, I've heard of some people trying to make themselves pass out as they stare at it. Some people will, you know, uh, either have sex or I guess masturbate and try to focus on the sigil when they orgasm. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess looking at those ways of suggested ways of doing sigil magic, I guess they can go along with chaos magic. Mm. I guess that. I mean, it's the best way, I guess, to answer that for me. Yeah. 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 Nice one. Uh, but that, but that's a, but that's an old ritualistic practice too. Yeah. Using sex or masturbation or, or meditation. Um, one of the weirdest ones, one of the weirdest ones for that though is is the asphyxiation, the self asphyxiation yeah. while you're doing, um, while you're doing ritual magic. Do you think with you saying that, Raven? Uh, there was a serial killer, the BTK killer. He used to asphyxiate himself allegedly. Do you think he was doing some sort of um, chaos magic, or possibly? Well, I don't know about oh. chaos magic, but but what he was doing was de- definitely ritual sacrifice. Yeah, um, and then and then asphyxiating himself in the process. You know, that's a that's a that's a very. Hey, I don't like to use the word light and dark, but that's a really dark art. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, because because you're sacrificing yourself every time you you commit the ceremony. Yeah. He used to also dress up as a wenches as well, didn't he? Put makeup on and stuff. Allegedly. 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 Well, what do you think? <laughs> what do you What do you think? Uh, you know, in New York. I look at some of these other guys, like uh, uh, Gacy up in, uh, uh, yeah, Gacy up there in uh, Chicago, and a few of the other ones. Um, uh, the the one that was a cannibal, and a lot of the stuff that Donna, you look at Donna, that, right? that Dahmer. A lot of the stuff yeah. that you look at the way they did things, that seemed like ceremonial. Um, oh, so yeah. was it, was it the psychopathy of the serial killer or were they actually doing rituals when they did this or did they even know better? And we're, we're doing the ritual without being aware of it. Yeah. Well, that, that also there was Richard Ramirez. Well, he was, um, apparently a <coughs> satanic. Mm-hmm. But now is he also the one that when they busted him, he had, uh, I get confused on who did this. Had the fucking heads and was trying to make like a altar. Yeah. Uh, was that him? I, th- I think that wasn't that him. Wasn't that him? I'm not sure. It was either Richard Ramirez or no, no, definitely was No, I thought um, Dahmer for some reason. I could be wrong. Dahmer. Well, no, Dahmer be, had, oh, Dahmer. Dahmer actually had an old. That's what Raz is saying. In the chat yeah, right now, so. Dahmer had body parts, like he was trying to create a uh, golem. Really? Yeah. Oh, and a lot of people, a lot of people didn't even, a lot of people didn't even read into that. You know, um, he had, he, he was collecting specific body parts from his victims that he didn't eat. That I knew, and, but uh, I didn't know it was for a goblin. But they were talking, he, he, originally it came out and then they kind of buried it. He was, he, he was going in his mind, he was going to create a golem. Can you imagine? It's fucking nuts. <laughs> you know, I, it's like, you don't know what to believe what we're told, but I wonder how much of the stuff they actually did what they've not told us because we're only going off what they're telling us. Oh, yeah, like, we, we only have what they tell us to go by. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I mean. There might be so much what they've not told us. It's like with media, they just fill you full of bullshit. But well, yeah, also, but you know, we, we see these. 
we see these sigils and symbology. Symbology is a really big one. But we also see rituals. Like when they do commercials, sometimes you'll see them doing a uh, – you'll see them – they come in and they're all kind of scattered out and they go into a car dealership. And when they come out, they're a family. That is a ritual. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you guys ever noticed that in commercials? Oh, and they actually, they, actually put, they actually put stuff like that in commercials where you come in and, and you, you circle yourself, and literally you circle yourself around this vehicle and you're all happy and you're looking at it. When you come out, you're, you're a family grouped inside of this box called a car. Um, but if you look at it, that is an entrance ceremony. Um, people don't see these things, and that's what I. Started, that's the reason why I wanted to get New York on here because uh, you see the you see the rituals all over the place in advertising. You see it in movies and and, and music videos and stuff like that. Um, and then you start looking at music videos and video games. And is it possible that these people who are creating these things know that they're doing magic? And it would have to be chaos because you see chaos in the, in the definition of chaos, not necessarily chaos magic, uh -huh. but it would have to be chaos because they know that, that there's this huge wide span of people that are going to see this with the ceremony, the ritual, the symbology and everything else in it. Yeah. They've got, they've got to know what they're doing. They must do. You see that? Sorry, <laughs> real quick about Dahmer. I was reading the. Uh, sorry about that. Well, yeah, New York's where we're going. Oh, oh, crap! It's everywhere. But you know, yeah. we've known this. Yeah, we've known this. I, it's not it, like they've hidden it. I think it's like I hate to say it, and I think some people might think like it's over like reacting, but I do think it's like it's like a common thread among everything. Yeah. I, well, I, you know, I, we, I would agree with you, mate. Definitely. Yeah. For well. Sure. It, and and is this is this part of is this part of the mass manipulation? They know yeah. that they're doing magic and ritual. Yes, and they're doing it intentionally uh, to manipulate so, people. I believe so. I They've got so. to find some but way you know, of manipulation, aren't they? Well, I think I all the technology is what. That's basically what all this technology is. It's like a screen for them to just flash fucking magic. Yeah, at us. yeah. It's um, it's the, probably the easiest way for them to manipulate. Mass manipulators through media. Well, you know, and everything that we use, whether it be a television or a cell phone or, or a computer screen, it, those are those are black screen mirrors. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like sending a text message or a message on Instagram or Twitter. That could be. Could that be classed as some sort of magic? Well, now, now we're kind of getting into like stuff like. Like, even when it comes to chaos magic, like, I know we're talking about, like, sigils and stuff. And I guess sigils, I mean, like, could still be used for this. But, like, now we're getting into, like, kind of, like, changing people's, like, thinking. And that's where the part of, like, the chaos where I'm saying that, like, I look at that as, like, well, that's just changing someone's thinking in their mind. That's just a change. So that's how I look yeah. at the word chaos itself. It sometimes just changed. It doesn't mean it has to be war or horrible. It's just a change like something was and isn't anymore. It could be for the yeah. better or for the worse. But unfortunately, it seems like everything on the media and, you know, whatever, like we were talking about before, is like designed to make us worse. But I yeah. think like that's like the real chaos magic we're seeing now is actually just changing people's perceptions and ways of thinking, changing chaos yeah. in people's minds. 
Yeah, a bit like alchemy, I guess. Yeah. From sorts. Whoa. You could really do some serious... <laughs> Shame on me for laughing. You could really do some serious magic with random Twitter posts. <laughs> I should start doing that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if, if you think about it, just... Uh, Something that's completely random, and it wouldn't necessarily have to make complete sense. You know, you could do one of them odd sentences, but if you did it, if you did it, if you did it in the right way with the right wording, um, just people trying to figure out what you meant would be true chaos magic. You think about that? Well, if you had the few drops. You know, just random. I'm gonna have to get me a Twitter account now, y'all. I'm gonna start doing random drops. Yeah, stuck in there, mate. <laughs> See how long you last. Oh man. Well, you know, it would look pretty nonsensical until people started seeing it, and you know, it's it's what they did with the QAnon thing, y'all. The QAnon thing was was that that uh, bait and hook with all the little mysterious things. Um, if you started dropping say scrambled sentences or something like that. Um, you could actually work some serious high order magic doing that. I mean, I hate to give anybody any ideas that's listening to us, but if you wanted to, to have a positive effect, think about that. What do you think, New York? I no, mean, I it agree. would work. Yeah. I um, think so. If, it would become I'm like sorry, an, it it like worked, an, an it open representation. Yeah, I mean that's even like a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff that it's like going on now. I think too is more like um, like egregores type. Would you think like so, Raven? It's like almost like these these ideas start like latching onto people's heads. It's like some some cloud or some gigantic spider that's just like crawling atop of people and just fucking you know. It's like a huge egregore just going in areas and like just fucking up people's thinking. You know, I don't know if like most people yeah. even know what an yeah, egregore is, but I mean that's kind of like a gigantic like idea, a thought, like kind of. It's hard to explain. It's a, it, it's like a it's like a thought that takes its own energy. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or creates its own momentum once it gets going. But yeah, I mean, you look at a lot of the the stuff that comes off of Twitter and other places. It it does create its own egregore. Yeah. Um. And at the, at the same time, there's a lot of energy dedicated to ideas that could create a topa, too. Mm -hmm. You know, an, an actual entity, a focused entity. That's um, a good point. But, you know, it, with, with me, I, I look at all this stuff that's going on, and I look at... And we know that they want to create chaos. Um, but, you know, that's how they're going to try to manipulate people. But it, it, for me, I, I look at all the magic and, and the symbolism and all the other stuff that they're doing inside these television shows and the commercials that I actually am forced to watch. And it's like, it seems like it's more prevalent and more out in the open. But is it because we actually see it and most people don't? Oh, I thought that too. I was like, if I never got into this shit, like, would I even be like, I don't know. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh... I don't know. Sometimes I think the only, you know the reason why uh, maybe just because more people are into looking for it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know the symbology has always been there. Yeah. You know whether you look at logos on cars or corporations or stuff like that, but then when you start seeing Those you know sigils these and odd sigils and 
you start seeing these odd sigils and the runes, runes popping up in commercials now. Um, and the videos, the music videos, they just make it obvious. They'll be, they'll be, you know, tagging a wall with, with a, a rune, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's, maybe it's because we're actually more aware of it and we pay more attention to it. But I think about some of the old stuff, you know, like we were just talking about the old cartoons and stuff on Saturday morning. There was a lot of it there, too. Uh, and that's going all the way back for me, all the way back to the to the late 60s and early 70s. Um, it's just, I don't know, is it is it that they're more blazing about it? They just I don't think, care. I think with this. I mean, we've had. Yeah, I think they might be also with the symbology. I feel like they're definitely a little bit more open with that. You know, and like throwing signs up and shit. Stuff yeah. I definitely yeah. think that's got oh, yes, yeah. especially in music videos. I had somebody say uh, before Fight Club is a great example of a tulpa. Oh yeah, Fight Club. Uh, yep, yep, that would be a good example of a tulpa. Um, General says tulpa, and I'm like, yeah. Um, well, you know it's. It kind of makes you wonder if some of the people that we see out in front of us aren't more aren't, aren't getting energy like a topo. Think about Elon Musk. Think about all the positive and the negative energy that's been focused on him. Um, does it feed him? Uh, you know, people don't think about these things. Mm, um, I think there's something, there's something about him that's just not right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, okay, there's something definitely off. I can't wrap yeah, my. Yeah. I can't. I, I see patterns that are strange, but I can't find a pattern that I can lock in. You know, I know the pattern is odd, but I can't figure out why it's so odd. That's there's there's bits and pieces missing that I haven't. Of course, that's by design, I'm sure. But I mean, think about Trump. Even think about Trump. People focus so much energy on oh, them. They created what they they created what they thought. Now you know, I, I said it was mass delusion, but at the same time, look at how Trump changed over time um so was that ritual magic <laughs> yeah you know what yeah the thing with like even with uh i would say with trump the problem is uh and like this is like fucking serious magic in a sense too um and i'd say with like anybody that's really like like very famous and on tv and you know all these people adore it's like you only see them like, all right, I mean, let's say with Trump, let's go back when he was popular and maybe during COVID, we saw the guy like every day for a little bit. But I mean, like you're still at that point, you're only seeing that person in the way that they're presenting themselves to you on the TV. You don't know mm -hmm. who they are the other 23 hours and a half, uh, you know, 23 and a half hours of the day. You don't know what they do. And you create this. It's as if you practically play God, actually. And you take the idea of this person that they're projecting on the TV, and then you create the rest of them in your likeness, how you would like to think that they are, and then you kind of like have this fake uh, relationship with this person that doesn't even know who the fuck you are, and you don't even know who the fuck they are. And now all of a sudden you're just like, I don't know, it's very weird if you think about it to me. It's almost like a real fucking mind fucking itself right there. <coughs> like, is that the whole problem with man, is that we start playing God and make making people in our likeness, thinking how, you know, this is how they are. I know it. No, you don't. You don't know that motherfucker at yeah. all. But somehow that you think this dude's going to save you. That's fucking insane. 
it me. To me. Yeah, insanity. Well, you know, I'll get a really good example of that for you. You know, back in the day, I used to do gratuity speeches, and I did stand-up comedy. And uh, there were places where you had to do the meet and greets. And uh, people would want, even though I wasn't a headliner doing comedy, I was an opener. People would want to meet me, you know, and talk to me and this and that and the other. And it was like, they have no idea who I am. I pointed this out in one of my podcasts earlier. But I said, you know, they have no idea who I am, but they want to meet me because my name is on the marquee and I get on stage and tell jokes. I mean, you know, I could have been one of the most worthless, you know, nasty, horrible people that, that ever walked the earth. And they would have never known any different. All they saw was me doing comedy. Um, yeah. it, it, it creates an illusion, you know, uh. And and a lot of us do that anyway. We have we have what you see publicly and what you what you don't see publicly. Well, you make uh, somebody me, laugh. You also knock down their defense too. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. But, you know, me. If if you don't like what you hear right now, and you and you don't like what you heard on my podcast, you definitely don't want to come have coffee with me. <laughs> <laughs> I am no different. Oh, uh, I did have a question in here. I don't know if you know what it looks like offhand, but I did have somebody ask me if you think the new Kia symbol is a room. It looks like it. Yeah. Definitely. It Kia definitely car looks symbols. Like Keep the, car, the car Kia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look at the Volkswagen. Look, look, I look do at know the they have changed symbol. it recently, and I have noticed that. Uh, yeah, it's very weird now. It almost looks like a, uh, yeah, it's like a K and like a backwards N. Mm -hmm. Very weird. <coughs> well, and, uh, but it, but it looks like it looks like an old rune, and I haven't had a time. To, I saw that the other day, and I haven't had time to look it up to see what it's what it is. Um, but it's definitely a rune. And then you also have like look at the Saturn symbol for the United States. You know the car Saturn. Yeah. Um, that emblem is is an old uh, runic symbol. Um, and people see these things, and here's the thing, you know, and I was going to ask you about this too, New York. What do you think about people, you know, there's this old saying that what you take into your eyes, you take into yourself. Think about all this stuff that we see constantly and aren't aware of. Is it affecting people over this time period? Oh, ah, good one, not me. I like it, I love it. Say it again? I, I, there's this old thing, and, and we talked about this before, I think when you were on, um, you know, the things that you take in through your eyes, you take uh, into yourself. Yes. What What about all this stuff that we see every day and we're not aware of it? Mm. Is this have Is this having an effect? Oh, I think so. I, I I've often wondered, like, um, uh, like I guess I'll use the Goetia as an example. Like, you know how they have all those sigils in there for you know whatever these demons, whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah. Are those almost like? subconscious symbols that is somehow like kind of like almost already stored in our mind. You know what I'm saying? And like, even, even if we just don't do anything with them and just happen to glance at them, if it just happened to be, you know, somehow like, and what I'm getting at is like, could some symbols maybe actually like literally trigger shit in your head? If you don't like, I'm agreeing. Like, I think that definitely happens. Like could certain yeah. stuff not even really focusing on it, but, like, somehow you're kind of, it's already, like, stored. In, I know as wild as that sound, it's already stored in your mind that when you see it, it may kind of, like, trigger a thought or something or an idea or open something up in your brain. Well, uh, 
you think about it, most people most people have a uh, intuitive memory yeah that that makes that makes no sense based based upon the, the life that you've had now could some of this old symbology that they're using trigger you know old injuries or or uh, old memories or mm. or old feelings even you know emotional response um and you wouldn't be aware of it because it would strictly be subconscious or spiritual um it makes sense because I mean, there's a reason why those those that symbology's been used all this time. Um, and do you even have to know what it is for it to affect yeah. you? That would be the other question. Uh, yeah, um, that's why that's how I think a lot of this shit works is because people don't know what the fuck's they're looking at and just react. Yeah. Well, uh, I remember a video. I can't remember the the game itself, but I remember a video game that that my oldest son played all the time and. Every time you went through these different changes in the game, it would have these uh, uh, Japanese characters that that would pop up on the yeah, as in characters as in you know symbology that would pop up on the screen, and I had no idea what they were, but they would give me a massive migraine um, because of the way that they 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 went through a sequence, and I have no idea what they meant, but I was there one day when he was playing, and he was just entranced with it. And I'm like, what is that? And he goes, well, it's just a transition. And I'm like, oh, and it, it literally gave me a headache. Um, never did find out what it was. I even I even did some research trying to find out what that meant, all that stuff in the middle meant. Couldn't find anything. But uh, it definitely had an effect on me. It gave me a migraine. <laughs> and it, at the same time, he was completely entranced with it, like he was, like he was uh, hypnotized. Um, he would watch the transition screens as much as he did when he was intently playing the gra- the game, which I found very weird. Yeah. Uh, um, but you, know, you see that stuff. You know, I've seen. Sorry recent, about the noise there. You know what I saw recently, uh, Raven? You probably I don't know if you heard about it. Um, I think it was Harvard or something. It was a couple of a uh, few uh, articles. If you look it up. They are talking about using like visual, uh, visual reality stuff as like a painkiller now. I was like, yo, that's serious. That's fucking magic right there. <laughs> right I can there. see that. Because well, like, yeah. like even Jonas well, saying you know, in, the, in, the, talk about... in the chat right now, it's like just, you know, visual is just a frequency. You know, this, all you're seeing is just different variations mm-hmm. of sound waves. So like, is that they're shooting that into your fucking eyes and it's fucking, you know, killing your pain? That's fucking insane. Yeah, I can see it. Well, it wouldn't be any different than using hypnotism to do surgery. Yeah. You know, th- th- there are people who, who specialize in, in using hypnotism to keep the pain down, and people go through surgery with absolutely no anesthesia. Um, and I'm talking about serious surgeries. Um, I, don't, I don't see why it wouldn't work visually. As a matter of fact, visually it would actually be more directly into your brain. Um, it, we see all kinds of stuff that they're doing though. Have you seen that they're releasing, they're starting to release data on the electromagnetic fields and the effects on, on the behavior of people. No. Um, there were a few, there were a few white papers that came out and you know, the, the, the magnetic poles, I'm always careful to point that out. It's not, it's not the uh, geophysical pole. It's the magnetic poles have been moving quite rapidly for 50, 60 years. Um, they think it started when uh, we had that Carrington event in 1859, but it sped up. Well, as it changes, the electromagnetic field where you live changes. Well, that changes your brain. It can actually do a lot of things. It can make you more violent, more passive, forgetful. 
um, but it affects your heart um, because your heart's an electromagnetic m- muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it affects your brain patterns. Um, if you normally have inhibitions with the electromagnetic field changing, um, it can actually make you less have, have fewer qualms about doing things you shouldn't be, you know, like, uh, um, your, your bad habits, uh, temptations, things like that. Things that you normally wouldn't even think about. Well, you might think about it and be tempted, but you say, ah, no, no, no. Um, as the electromagnetic field changes, you might look at that and go, oh yeah, I'll, I'll do that today. <laughs> um, and they did all these experiments, you know, you guys talked about Montauk and Tavistock on, on your shows, but those experiments with those electromagnetic, uh, that electromagnetic equipment, they showed that this actually will happen. Mm-hmm. Now, were they, were they trying to figure out what would happen when the electromagnetics globally changed? Maybe, or maybe they were just being, you know, terrible, horrible, heinous people like they were. But uh, we know from their experiments that as these electromagnetics change, the, the function of the brain is going to change. Um, I always tell everybody to make sure that they, uh, they keep eating their good omega fats and stuff like that to keep the myelin sheath and the fat in the brain um, supplied because that, that's what insulates you from this stuff. But uh, you think about that in conjunction with what we're talking about, the subliminal stuff in the games and these, these flashing sigils and flashing symbol, symbology. Um, it seems to me like it could really go really deep into the subconscious and you would never even know it was there. Uh, yeah. You know, do you think, um, 5g could be uh, part of this Raven? 5g is a frequency. And, and we know that, that, uh, we know that in the original studies from cell phones, that, that animals that were exposed to it got cancer, their behaviors changed. um, I don't know that 5G is any different than 4G because when I'm around Wi-Fi, the strong Wi-Fi signal from the old stuff used to used to make people's bones ache um, because the stuff passes through you. Um, But but well, and that brings us back to the sigils and stuff. Does this stuff pass through us the same way? Um, I I just I just thought this subject would be something because look at all the. Look at all the uh, behavior changes that we're seeing in kids that, that do this chaos stuff. Um, they're fine, and then they're depressed, and then they're overly happy and, and excited, and then they're depressed. Oh, um, it's, mate. It's, up and down, up and down. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's like a, it's a different, the difference, aren't they, than, than what we're like, from like our yeah. generation. They are different. Uh, and it is worrying. You know, I've got a daughter. I mean, she's spot on, like, but some of her friends are they're like the fucking nuts. It's like they've got, uh, you know, and I, it's not not nice to say this, but it's like some people have got some sort of mental illness. Well, yeah, you know, um, one of my buddies said that it seemed like they might be schizophrenic, and I said, well, you know, they multiple person. Well, you know, some people say they seem schizophrenic, but for me, it almost seems like multiple personalities. Yeah, and, you know, same yeah. same basic same basic principle. But they'll be up and then they're down, and then they're up, then they're down, and then they're just completely off the off the rails. Yes, and then they're just yes. and then they're just fine. And uh, I, I had wanted to bring that point up because if you look at this generation that's really seriously being exposed to this stuff, say for the last ten years. 
they don't have an equilibrium like a lot of us do. Yeah. It's worrying me, isn't it? You know, there's, there's no way of saying it, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, even in even in their TikTok videos, have you guys noticed that? I mean, it's like there's no – you'll see the same person do five different TikTok videos, and they're, they're five different characters with five different emotional levels that are completely off the rails. That's a, that's a good point. <laughs> Gives people ways to have, like, alter, well, it, it, alter egos and different personalities and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, like the the old concepts of like chaos magic. How how long do you think it's been going on for? Do you think it's like relatively new, like say a couple of hundred years, or does it, does it go back even further? That's a good question. Uh, I would probably say maybe from the if there was ever a time where magic was known universally. If that was a possibility and at some point it got turned around to start being used on other people, that's when I'd say chaos magic probably came into existence. Yeah. 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 But I, I you know, I have you no think... Sorry, mate. But it's definitely been around for a long time. I think. Yeah. Do well, you I mean... think it sort of ramps up like um, when, like, Gerald Garner created uh, Wicca? Do you think that, that it sort of started to increase then I'm like Alistair Crowley uh who was I always I forget the guy's name he was around the same time that Crowley uh was around uh and he was big for like sigil magic and they kind of a lot of people consider that chaos magic um so I mean that, Levi. no I can't fuck I can't remember his name maybe somebody in the chat might know uh but uh yeah he uh I mean, he was back, like I said, around the time that Crowley was like, them two, I think, were alive at the same time at some point. So, I mean, I would even go as far as back then, yeah. People, right. like, it's gotten more attention because of, yeah. of, of you know, him. Well, yeah, but, you know, Crowley, Crowley and that bunch had a more focused, intentional, whether good or bad, yeah. focused, intentional way of doing things. Even using sigils and symbology and ceremony, it was a, extremely focused uh, and I, I would hazard to say that he didn't prepare as well as he should have but um, but that's the way that that worked if you look at what they're doing now they draw a quick sigil they they look at it focus on it burn it and send it off it's like holy moly or they'll, or they'll write something out I mean here's another form of doing it they just write this is this is now you know whatever it is you know uh, I'm, I'm I'm going to have a fantastic day now. And they burn it. I'm, I'm just using uh -huh. something innocuous. Uh -huh. And then they burn it and send it off. Well, what's that going to do to everybody else around you that you encounter that day? And there's where, where the chaos comes in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just um, not like uh, you're carrying that, that, that sort of wish, so to speak, on. I'm passing it on with everybody you make contact with. Well, either that or you're destroying everybody else's day in order to have a nice one yourself. I mean, I, yeah. there's, there, there's where it fits. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, Raven. Know, if, I'm going to have a... Sorry, Raven, real quick. Do you remember Austin Osmond Spare? Do you know that name? 
Now, why does that name ring a bell? Yeah, he's the one who's like kind of like known for supposedly uh, whose ideas form the basis of chaos magic. Isn't he the know. one that had? Isn't he the one that had the the uh, books that came out like in the in the seventies? Um. Well, this was, like uh, let me see when he died. It was like a. It was like it was like a grimoire that got released like in the in the sixties or seventies. Uh, initially, I'm, I'm, uh, said something about, all right, initially emerged in England in the 1970s. You see, yeah. there was a gr- grimoire that was like in the, I don't know. I know he does have, uh, he does have books. I just don't know when they came out. You know, I don't know if like they end up getting published after his death, but I mean, I do know like he was like the picture they're showing of him is from 1904, but, uh, uh I do know there is books of him <clears throat> that could yeah, have was, came he, out he, later. He was quite, he was quite old. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm but, saying he uh, was around the time that Crowley was around. Well, he well, and that would have lined up with Blavatsky and Steiner too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that that whole group. Uh, see, now there's another thing. Was that just random that all these different? <laughs> That's true. All, yeah. all these yeah. different pop, popped up between 1865 and 1904 in that in that 40 year period. Yeah, that I mean, it, it, what happened? And the, the only thing that I saw that was right before that was the Carrington event in, in 1859. That's when we got hit with that huge electrical discharge from the sun. That's the one that fried the uh, uh, telegraph lines. And then all of a sudden, we end up with all these people in the, in the 1960s or 1860s uh, through, through well, about 1905, 1910 is when they, when they appeared that had all these different, you know, theosophical society, the new age, the new thought movement. Um, the new thought movement was, a, was a plant, but, but, um, but they did appear and then you had Blavatsky and, and all these other people, Alice Bailey, oh, um, they, they all popped out and all appeared right there in that time period. And I, I can't see that that's a coincidence when you can see an actual pattern in it. I mean, I would yeah, even consider like, um, Israel Rigardi part of that too, even though he's like, Oh yeah. Crowley, you know, oh so. yeah. Yeah, that's but, but you know that that's I never thought about that. They were like all alive around the same time, you know. Well, and then from all different walks of life, yeah, all different walks of life, and all of a sudden, well, I mean, even Lovecraft for for crying out loud, H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft, yeah. Um, he cla- he claims he wasn't he wasn't though, but you don't know there. Look yeah. at the stuff he did. Well, it's just interesting to me that we have that time period between, like, like I said, eight, civil war is supposed to be going on here in the United States, and we've got this this awakening movement from the east starting. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the same thing in Europe. Um, and then World War Two it carried right on through World War World War One and World War Two. It never even slowed down in spite of the wars. Uh. Um. So what was it a, a change in in the frequency around us that brought this stuff out? I mean that electrical charge was huge. Um, it's just really odd. You can see that pattern and and all these different people that have, that just appeared in that time period or just after. Um, yeah. Do you know what? Do, do you know something, Raven? We mentioned H.P. Lovecraft. Um, it was Kenneth Grant who was like he worked with Alistair Crowley. And created mm-hmm. the Typhonian OTO. He actually used um, some of H.P. Lovecraft's works in his uh, rituals. Why would he do that? 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, well, uh, you guys, uh, speaking of magic and chaos, have you guys, uh, we've talked about this, but, you know, they use human DNA in the quantum computers. And the guy's yes. name was Gordy Rose. When he did his presentation about quantum computers, he says, we're opening the d- a dimension. And those things that are on that side, think of humanity. He says, think Cthulhu. They're indifferent to us. Good shout, good shout. And that was his quote while he was doing a presentation. Do you find it odd that, that Cthulhu came up in, in, in reference to quantum computers and dimensional doorways? <laughs> yeah. Crazy, man. And this, this guy's a hard scientist. He's not like a fictional fantasy guy. <laughs> That's funny. Interesting. That's one of those things that make you like think. Well, and, wonder, right? well and, and okay, you're using a quantum computer that, that, that dips into the partitions. Um, now, you talk about true chaos. What partition are you dipping into? Mm. <laughs> there was stuff that yeah, Lux has um, sent me about like these types of computers where he was like showing me pictures or like, the, you know, things are like inside of them. And like even some of them start to like almost look like, uh, I think like some of them are like almost. To scale, like with the planets or something, There's, there was like some weird shit in them too that just even looked like you could almost see like almost the Kabbalah tree or like the you know, planet mm-hmm. shit inside the thing, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Well, what's interesting to me is is like some of these, like this D wave computer. When you look inside, when they show you inside of the the refrigeration, it looks like the 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 uh, uh, tree of life, but it also is has a spiral in it that looks like human DNA. Where the where the center part of it turns, so you know, just think about the uh, the tree of life and and uh, your chakra points, uh-huh. and just twist and just twist it like DNA. Um, I you know, is it symbology? <laughs> you know, is or is that the only way they could actually get it to work? <laughs> Sometimes I think um, like it's it seems- the uh, the tree of life is more like it's a funny way <coughs> since it is. <clears throat> It goes back to like Jews, you know, Jewish shit. I guess if you were to take a dreidel and spin it, that would be like a three D version of how I think like the tree kind of looks like. True. True. You know, like, you know, if you think of it in a three D shape. Well, we're we're surrounded by all this magic all the time. You know, uh, New York and I have both said it. Our podcasts are magic <sighs> by definition. I by definition, that. they're they're magic. Um, we're using the art of speech and presentation with the science and the technology to try to affect a change in people. Yeah. Um, that's magic, by definition. That's Crowley's definition. I totally agree with that, yeah. That's why I say that over and over again. This shit is no... I said all I did was just stop doing fucking rituals and I started a podcast. It's still fucking magic in a sense. Well, and, and here's the other thing. Uh, is this not ritual? That's the other thing we have to look oh, at. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I was looking at one of my podcasts the other day, and I was listening to a couple of them from uh, General and I, and I was like, holy crap, are, is this ritual? It, it, it almost seems like it sometimes. And I'm like, whoa, it, it, it's actually magic. Um, you know, so I try, I try to mix things up and do things differently. I, I've been conscious of that because I don't want it to become ritual. Um, but uh, it, it's just really strange that people do not see these things the way that we do. It's like, um, 
like Slick even just said podcast. Like I've even thought about the word itself. I'm like, mm. you know, it's just something up with that, and it's in itself like the word. I mean, you know, spell casting, oh, yeah. podcasting. <laughs> I'm well, casting pod, podcast, <laughs> and then if you put something up on there and it's in text, we're spelling. Um, by the way, everybody who's listening to us, thank you for joining us. I I, I don't mean to forget to include you all. Um, yes, we really yes. do appreciate every one of you that that takes the time to listen to us, no matter how, what we're talking about or yeah, right. or whose channel we happen to be on. Thank you guys. Mm-hmm. We th- we thank everybody. That's why I like doing the live for sure. Um, I mean. I do find it sometimes fucking me up where I'll lose uh, my attention on the show. <laughs> but that's my own fault. <laughs> I'll be reading all the comments and I won't be paying attention to the show. That's why I think I had to ask you before to repeat oh, this. Because I was like looking and I was like, oh, well, fuck, yeah, I wasn't I paying attention. <laughs> you know, it's fantastic to be able to interact that way. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, doing my podcast the way that I do, I don't get the inter- interaction and I, and I do miss it. Um Maybe I can get, uh, maybe I can finally get enough subscribers. Eventually, I can go live on YouTube. That would be fun. See how long I last. <laughs> you know, you could probably go live on Spreaker. It's just the thing is, I don't think too many people would actually even like bother with the Spreaker app and and you know join in. Yeah, I know. Because when I, I do, even when I do Freaky um, Fridays, I go live on Spreaker. I, don't, I think I've only had like one person ever like jump in that. So I don't even pay attention yeah. anymore, but I don't, I don't think I've had anybody, but it does go live to Spreaker. Like if people downloaded Spreaker app, you could chat that way too. But Well, you know, I just wanted to make sure everybody that joined us today, I wanted to make sure we said thank I said yeah. thank you to them because sure, if it wasn't for them, it wouldn't be any point to us sitting and talking the way we did. <laughs> no, that's for sure. sure. Right? That's for sure. sure. Once I started doing lives, I will say I did start going more, doing it more often. You know, because like people do join in and it makes it a little bit more fun. So I was like, fuck it. I'll, I'll do this shit a little bit more if I can. So you're totally right. I wouldn't be doing it as much if people weren't jumping in and chatting. Well, and you know, the other thing too is, is it's nice that, that they can interact with us and ask questions. Yeah, too, yeah, right? yeah. I, I like that particular part of the format. But, you know, we're looking at all the symbology. Have you seen the, have you, <laughs> have you seen all the, the, the new symbology that's coming out with the new, uh, I don't know what word to use here. Let's just say the new diseases that are spreading out around oh. the world. Have you seen all the, the color coding and everything else that they're doing with these things now? Yeah. Um, oh, you know, that's even another thing you could even say might even be chaos magic and sigil magic. If you think like all these different colored revolutions that we've even had recently in these last few years. Oh, yeah. That's oh, all yeah. again, like we'll yeah. go back to what even Jonas said. That's all color is just a specific vibration. And you got everybody mm-hmm. wearing the same fucking colored shit out in the open. That is... Well, yeah. you know... I cannot help but to point out that the Super Bowl colors were blue and gold. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. And then all of a sudden, the next year, we get all this stuff with the blue and gold country. Um, you know, is that pre-programming? Um, kind of seems like it, right? I um, think so. But those colors actually yeah. carry power, too. Yeah. Um, those colors actually carry power too. Um, it's really interesting too that, that we're starting to see uh, all these uh, color coding on, on. Like I said, every, every place that they're doing, uh, what would you say, disease control or disease awareness, they're using very specific colors. Um, with the original one, the crown that was going around and getting passed around to everybody, um, that one was that was blue and gold. All their all their uh, signage and and all the stuff that they put up was blue and gold 
which I found another it's too coincidental to be coincidental. Um, and then uh, you start seeing these power covers like red and black coming out now. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Now, Let's when you start, start seeing red and black so. coming out, you you have to start watching because somebody's somebody's trying to maneuver. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. You with know, that. I I did a whole podcast on on uh, color magic, uh, advertising magic, and and I explained how colors and and patterns work with within advertising. But all of a sudden, we're starting seeing this red and black coming out, and that's that's a power color. You know, I'm a powerful person. So I don't I don't know exactly what they're up to with it, but it's starting to appear like on tele on newscasts and background screens for certain people. Um, yeah. I, definitely some kind of a power play getting ready to go on. Yeah, I agree but, with that. David, like uh, in addition to to like colors, what what about flags? Do you think flags could be included? Well, you know, flags were chosen, you know, particularly to 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 symbolize power. Um, you know, we had talked about the uh, double, what they call the double eagle, which is actually the double phoenix from from Inky. Mm-hmm. Um, the the countries that bear that, you know, good example: Vlad the Impaler, uh, Austria, the Netherlands. Yeah. The flags that bear that out in the open as part of the main part of their symbology, they're making a claim to power. And they're basing it on the original story of Inky. That that was him's his symbology. Um, now, <laughs> people people may not be consciously aware of what that double phoenix represents, but when they see it, they see it as a power sigil. That brings it back to what you were saying earlier, New York. Yeah. Not being aware of what it is, but when you see it, you subconsciously know. There's a very, very good example of it. People see that double, they call it a double eagle in some places, but it's really the double helix or the double phoenix of Inky. People who see that on a flag perceive that instantly as being power. You know, the Romanoffs yeah. had that on their flag too. Yeah, that's on a lot of flags and shields or family crests. Mm-hmm. You know, that or oh, yeah. you can well, even take, com- um, in my opinion, these are just like neither different variations or maybe like almost the same way as doing it. But like if you get uh, like people's crests or symbols where it's two horses instead or uh, like two lions instead or tiger, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's not, may not be the double headed eagle, but it's always a double something on, on each side. I think those are almost like the same shit, just a different way. And I think like you could look well, at that know, stuff the, and not the even double realize. double lions... The double lines were a separation of the bloodlines. Um, the ones who claimed direct lineage were the ones that had the double eagle or the double phoenix. Okay. Um, and it, it, we went through this. <laughs> we went through this, but, but you know, you have uh, um, the Habsburgs and the uh, Merovingians. Those are the two that carry the double eagle or the double phoenix crest. When you start seeing the double lions... They seem to have come out of uh, uh, North Central Europe, and I'm not sure exactly what the connection is to the other two families, but because uh, I can't really chase it any further back than than um, about the time of the Greeks for the double lions. Um, I, I know that I've been uh, trying. I've been trying. <laughs> I know that uh, that the. British uh, football team. You've got three lions. 
You know what I noticed? Oh, in, yeah, one uh, request. You ever see the ninth gate? I'm sure both of you have, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You will, you will like see the stuff. double horse shit. That, and for some reason, um, those, like, green, old green bank teller lights. I ended up, after I did that fucking, uh, me and Sean McCann ended up covering um, the ninth gate together. And I had noticed that. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? Those, those lights were everywhere. I went out and fucking bought one and put it on my nightstand. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I noticed those oh, green, cool, like, man. fucking bank teller lights. Like, that have that, that, that weird, like, kind of, like, green dome on it. That, that mm-hmm. you can move. That and the double horse stuff. Everywhere. It was like in almost everybody's fucking room that, that, that Johnny Depp went and visited. It was really fucking weird. That is weird, man. Yeah. You know, I like, like, just, just popping back on some flags. I didn't know this, mate. You know the the USA flag, how you've got the stripes and then you've got, is it 52 stars in the top corner? Used to be stripes and a Union Jack in the top corner. Did you know? I, I didn't know that. I didn't know we had a Union Jack in the corner. Uh, the Pretty Confederates sure. might have. Well, you know, and the flag oh. that they're the flag that they're flying now is actually a war flag, not a peacetime flag. Um, we haven't flown a peacetime flag since, uh, I guess, 1910, 1913, somewhere around in there. Um, the flag that's used right now is what they call the Admiralty flag. It's a it's a wartime flag. Um. A lot of people don't know that, but the one that we have grown up with, if you're, if you're under 70, basically, the one that you've grown up with is actually the Admiralty flag, which is the uh, wartime flag. (laughs) Crazy, mate. Uh... Well, a lot of people in the United States don't even know that we have a peacetime flag. They're not aware of the, of the difference between the two of them. That's a good point. What is the peace <laughs> sign flag line, mate? Um, it looks very similar, but it doesn't have any gold bands around the outside of it. And, right, uh, right. And the, and the stripes are actually, the stripes are actually uh, set, set on the flag differently. Um, but uh, I haven't seen one flown in, I haven't seen one flown in my lifetime. I've seen, I've seen a couple in a museum. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I thought about ordering one, but I couldn't find any. <laughs> uh, seriously, I couldn't find anybody other than China that would make me a, a peacetime flag. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what? I was like, what? <laughs> um, so I, I want to be honest about that. The only the only place that I could order one from was was a company that manufactured them in China, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> that, that. That makes no sense. No. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't find. I couldn't find a company anywhere, anywhere else, especially like in the United States, where you'd think you'd be able to find it. That that manufactured a peacetime American flag. Um, you know, there's symbology for you. Um, you know, we've had that admiralty flag all this time, and it's behind the presidents, and it's everywhere you look, mm-hmm. and people have no idea that 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 flag is a wartime flag. Um, there's another uh, uh, subconscious or uh, uh, impression that a, that a flag or something like that might make. Yeah, that would make sense, that mate. But you know, the magic is everywhere: it's, it's sigils, symbology, language. Um, 
but I look at the kids today and I look at the way that they're behaving and, and this manic depressive thing, this up, down, up, down. And I understand teenagers have issues because of hormones and, and experiences and, and not having experience. I get that. Uh, but when you see people that are my age that are now a roller coaster and they weren't before, it, something's changed. That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. Something has changed. I mean, could you imagine what it's going to be like in like the next 10, 20 years <laughs> if it ramps up? Well, it seems like they're ramping things up now. If you, yeah, yeah. I, I try not to watch anything from television, and when I watch it on, if I need to watch a clip, somebody says, "Hey, check this out," and it makes sense, I'll look at it. But I don't watch anything on YouTube that I can't speed up. Period. Um, and then I got a program that runs it through a digital audio, so I'm not getting, or it runs it to an analog audio, so I'm not getting a digital single signal. But I'll watch it, and, and you see all this flash, and you see the symbology, and you listen to the language that they're, the neurolinguistics that they're using, and it seems like they've ramped it up even more. They did the first ramp up dur uh, during 9/11. The language changed, the presentation changed, the symbology changed, and then uh, over time they've they've ramped it up. But here lately, in in say the last couple of months, last three months or so, not even not even at the onset of the Ukraine thing, just in the last you know maybe eight or ten weeks. The language has gotten more harsh, more specific, more divisive, more divisive, divisive. Um, and the symbology is like out through the roof. It doesn't matter if it's a, a, an individual show or if it's a, a corporation show. Um, we might actually see more schizophrenia and people freaking out very quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mental health. Uh, I mean... Uh, when when we was growing up, uh, you never heard of people like with mental health. Well, you did, but not like now. Oh, it's way worse. It's, way worse. Yeah, it's it's completely different, mate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's actually like yeah, totally. The way worse, and that's being done through I think uh, jabs, uh, drugs, and the TV. Good shot, mate. Yeah. Yeah, that's been like a constant thing for how long? That's I really do think a lot of it. I hate to say it, but I mean, there's people who yeah. like I even know that you know they say that certain things they even think like their kids are autistic because of certain shots. I mean, oh yeah, good child, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean, and it, with like the jabby stuff, it it links back to injectomania. What you've called it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you it know, is, and. and there has been that, and it's not a subtle shift. Um, I knew people who were very dynamic. They were just like the three of us talking. They had the same skills. They had the same ob observability. They could see things and be very acute about what they were looking at. That have had, they've played the Jabberwocky, and now yeah. their mental acuity is completely gone. I mean, there is nothing, <laughs> the mental acuity is completely gone. Um, and they're also having the physiological issues too. Yeah. Well, and and the, the thing about it is, is you can't say that it's just coincidence because within a few weeks of playing the Jabberwocky game, all of a sudden <laughs> they've changed, and their capabilities have changed. Um, yeah. If it was one person, I'd say okay, they just they just had a bad they just had a bad set, right? Um. But when you see it across the board of that particular group inside the game, 
then you know everybody doesn't have a bad set at the same time when you're playing <laughs> no. tennis. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to keep I'm trying to keep us on the up and up so we don't get in too much trouble. Um, you know, it's it's like a baseball a baseball player might have a bad day, but 300 baseball players don't drop dead in 90 in 90 days. Yeah, <laughs> true that thing. Um, but you know, do you think? Let me let me let me throw this back to to New York. New York, do you think this whole thing has been a spell being woven? If you if you look at it realistically from the ceremonial point of view and the ritualistic point of view, doesn't it seem to you that way? I you know when I that's one of the like when I decided I guess when I was like kind of like leaving the OTO and I started kind of like, you know, paying attention to more of the world around me instead of like worrying about practicing magic and reading books and studying constantly. Uh, I started to be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, in my opinion, like, it does seem like it's almost like we're living in like a, I don't know, ritual or an initiation. It's very weird. The shit's all around us, and I feel like it's just, uh, and I hate to like sound like one of those people that, oh, it's everywhere, but I really do think it kind of is. And like humanity is almost kind of being initiated one way or another. It depends on either up or down. But you're, mm-hmm. you're going to go somewhere. <laughs> I hate to say it, either you're going to grow spiritually or you'll succumb to fear and just go to lower levels of yourself, you know? Yeah. Well, and, you know, that's really where it's at. Yeah. Um, you either you either succumb to the fear and just, and, and take what you get or you spiritually mature and you just kind of like skate through it. You know, it's... I don't want to say go with the flow because we don't even do that. I mean, look at us. <laughs> da- da- damned if we're going with the flow. But, uh, but we're if not we're going with the flow, there'd be less chaos. <laughs> well, true. If we stayed with the flow, there'd be less chaos, yeah. Well, um, is, is it that too? Is, is it the fact that there are so many of us that are willing to put up our own sails and take our chances? Um, is yeah. it, are we contributing to the chaos as well? Oh, yeah. No, I've thought of that before. You're totally right. It's just yeah, just yeah, I don't realize angle. that's kind of that's kind of a deep thought, but <laughs> no, I've thought by of that. Being, <laughs> I've thought of it. By being the way that we are, is that just contributing are, to it? Yeah, right. Totally. Um, and is it by design? Contribution. <laughs> yeah, it is. Comes contribution. I mean, how much of it can you avoid? You know, for me, I. I uh, I, I, I had said this the other day, and somebody said it sounded, it sounded profound, but it's really true. For me, it's not about going with the flow, and it's not about fighting the current. I, I got no desire whatsoever to do either of those things. For me, uh, back to the analogy I used, I've got a sailboat. I'm not going with the flow, and I'm not fighting the current. I'm just going to hoist my sails and go do what I want. Mm. Um, and and I, is, that, is that not chaos in and of itself? Yeah. I mean, but and our the other thing that I always ask is is like New York Patriot, Lux, uh, uh, Grub, uh, Juan, all these people that we're associating with in in larger and larger groups. Are we supposed to be doing what we're doing, um, stirring up the chaos to create the divisions that need to be created? 
Yeah, you know, like when you saw when you started think when I started thinking and stuff like in a kabbalistic sense. Yeah, I, I totally actually agree yeah. with you like that. Like I could see how this would all fall kind of. I hate to say it, but like the power and the glory of Gabor and Chesed, kind of like up there mm-hmm. where there's like a, a balance of or a splitting of, you know, sometimes chaos. Like if you want to get into a kabbalistic sense, it could be like, all right, I need to separate this and kind of actually remove that because it's no mm-hmm. longer doing good for me anymore. You know, in a yeah. spiritual sense. And, yeah, so I could see that being part of chaos. You will, you know, changing people's ways of thinking and possibly discarding older ways of thinking. And that is part exactly. of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that a lot better than I could have on that part. But, you know, you look, the people who follow us are the people who are going are gonna to take their sailboat and go do what they want. And not necessarily with us even, which is fine. That's yeah. great. But they're not going to go with the flow, and they're not going to fight the current because they just really don't give a shit about the current in the first place. <laughs> oh, for sure. If they listen to my show, I would have to think that. They definitely do. <laughs> they definitely got to think well, you know, outside the box. <laughs> or at least well, be I mean, interested it's, in it's, it. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, I'm aware of the current, and I'm aware of where the flow's going. But I don't consider myself part of it, and I don't consider, even though it has some effect on me, because of the way I do things, I don't expect it to, to, to affect me very dramatically. I'm not afraid of it at all. Um, so that's the group that listens to all of us in general. And then you got the other group that would have a heart attack just hearing me say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So, so, you know, we contribute, I guess we contribute to the chaos just by being who we are. Yeah. No, I've um, often, often thought that before. I think I thought about that when it clicked in my mind that, like, this whole thing is still, like, magic. You know, and then I guess, like, you know, I have to break it down Kabbalistically, and that's how I looked at it. <laughs> well, see, I had yeah. thought about it. I had thought about that possibility. But until you said what you did about uh, uh, about the uh, Kabbalistic, I, I was like, whoa, no, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. no. Well, hey, everybody, the, the people that listen to us uh, – Seem to enjoy our chaos. So, oh yeah. So, <laughs> I enjoy it myself, right? I enjoy it. So, <laughs> you know, I'm having well, fun. And, you know, listen to us laugh. Listen yeah. to us laugh. We're laughing at ourselves, y'all. Not mm. you guys. We're laughing at ourselves. <laughs> oh, I can do that all the time. I could do that all day. Um, but you know, people just don't think about things like that because they're so caught up in the TV and the video games and the telephones and oh my God, I got to get here and I got to get there and they told me I got to do this. And, you know, the last thing you want to do is tell me I got to do because I'm going to do just the opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, like the society is pressure. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's how it's become. Well, I don't feel it. You know, I have no, a job that too. is – I have a job that is in very, very involved in, let's just say, government requirements. Let's just say it that way. And uh, it's very well regulated because of where I live. And the job that I have is, is one of those places that you could consider super high pressure in, in a lot of different ways, including these man dates and uh, con- conscriptions that they've put out lately. Um, yeah. I never felt any pressure at all. I just kind of walked through it while everybody else was, <laughs> excuse me, uh, anxiety and stress. Um, you know, what are you going to do to me that's not already been done to me in my life? I mean, really. Um, uh, so many people were stressing and anxious and worried and this and that and the other. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to do what I do. 
and it's not going to make a daggone bit of difference. I'll still be here when a lot of other people are gone. And I mean, it meant that figuratively and literally, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's like, uh, and, and it's not that I don't, I mean, I do appreciate the position that I have and where I'm at and it's, it's fantastic, but I, I'm not a conformist. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to go with the flow when it's, when the flow is in the wrong direction. Uh-huh. I agree with that. And I never felt pressure. I mean, as a matter of fact, I've been doing my laugh podcasts, you know, um, and I've been doing the other podcasts that were, that are expository. It hasn't slowed me down in the least. Yeah. If anything, it's I mean, like, it's like when we've done shows, Raven, and we've had strange interference, like that mm-hmm. one we did with Brandy. There was three of us on the call, or it showed five people in it. Yeah, did you hear that? <laughs> no shit. There was Honestly, three of us. Mate, I- <laughs> there were three of us that were actually invited. We didn't, none of us invited anybody else. And there was five people in the conversation and the other two refused to talk to us. See how they were. What the f- um, Did you send me that link at all? <laughs> I probably didn't even notice. Um, I think I did make actually. Yeah. I've, I've not, I've not released anything for like a week. Cause I'm, I'm waiting until we do ours tomorrow, you know, me hundred. Oh Yes. That is tomorrow. And then, yeah, I did, I did a screen capture that actually caught the count at five. Yeah, yeah, we got that made, didn't we? <laughs> um, but they wouldn't talk to us. Uh, they wouldn't talk to us, New York. No, that's no, right. Yeah, how rude. They, they were just quiet observers, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> wow. Anyway, guys, I really do. I really do appreciate you coming on with us, New York, because oh, your perspectives from a little bit your 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 perspectives from a different angle than mine. And, oh yeah, and same thing with you. But I like like listening to it because I still learn from it. You know. Well, and it, well, that's me with you. You know, you brought up the Kabbalist aspect of the chaos, and you know, we are seeing a huge separation and a widening gap. And a lot of people think it's left right, whether it be in England or Europe or here, but it's not left right. It's the people who still believe left right and the people who know better. Yeah. Yo, that you <laughs> yeah. really nailed um, it on the head. I really yeah. hate to say it. It's, I think being polarized in either direction is the mind fucking itself. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You know, there's always uh, it's the people who think that you only have two windows to look out of and the rest of us that will just open up the door and go for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the black and white part of the spell right there. <laughs> um, and you know maybe it's the fact that so many people that listen to us, like, like the people that are with us now, and and the ones that listen to our other podcasts, I think maybe they're starting to realize that those two windows are not a choice. Yeah. Does that make us? You know, choose A or B, and they're realizing that that's not a choice. They're starting to figure out that hey. I can go outside and, and do what I want to. I don't have to pay attention to the view that they're giving me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas the other ones, the ones that would never listen to us for more than five minutes are the ones who still think A or B are the only possibilities. Um, yeah. And I'm way beyond that. So are you guys for that matter. Um, if, if, if the only choices you're giving me are the choices that you created for me, then that's not a choice. <laughs> that's a really good <laughs> And yeah, I, 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 I'll I like have that. neither. Thank you very much. I like that. <laughs> I'll, I'll have neither. Thank you very much. Um, but, uh, you know, it's like, what was I saying about Arnold Schwarzenegger the other day? I said, he says, I'll be back. And I, everybody in California is saying, I hope, I hope not. 
yeah. you gotta laugh too guys you gotta laugh too yeah yeah um but yeah people are people are getting trapped into this and i and i hate to see it but i love to see that we we've got more and more people who are starting to look in other places not just us i mean you know like we were talking about chris matthew before we went live and um, we got Rex Bear out at Leak Project. That might be somebody for you to talk to in New York. You and Lux. Who who was that again from the Leak Project? Um, Rex Bear out at the Leak Project. He's a really straight up, sincere guy. Um, and he's really he's really up on the occult too. Um, he doesn't let on to it, but he would be a good one to have a conversation with. All right, yeah, I'll um, put him up now. But we have a, we have so many people out there, you know, um, and I'm trying to recruit some guests for for general too. Um, we actually got a couple, but nice. yeah, we've got um, some good ones coming up, mate, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, we got a friend of mine who's going to come on, and he uh, he is text tomes and grimoires. That's what he oh. is really hot on, and uh, so we're we're going to have him on with a with us. Um, he's already agreed to it. We just got to figure out how to get it scheduled. Um, but, uh, you know, we have to open this thing up enough that we're getting a lot of different perspectives. And that's the reason why I recommended Rex Bear because, you know, Rex has done that whole thing with the, uh, the, uh, that card game that has all the laid out plans in advance. Oh yeah, you know what, what I'm talking. Yes, yeah. I'm trying to think of what that was. It's like some Illuminati deck. Or something. something actually yes, has like it's a an silly Illuminati cheesy yeah. theme yeah. to it. But, yeah, yeah. But but Rex has really gone down that road and and has gone through it. And there was like only three left. One of them was aliens. One of them was uh, one of them was aliens. One of them was uh, a comet. And I can't remember the third. But there's only three out of that whole deck that haven't been played yet. Oh Jesus. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Sucks. <laughs> out of that whole deck there's only three that haven't been played one of them was aliens one of them was a comet and the third one i, could, I couldn't even tell you i'd love getting um, out deck and we'll play it play those three <laughs> he's got a lot of stuff <laughs> he's got a lot of stuff on his site oh yeah he's sure. he's uh but he would be a good one for you and lux to talk to yeah, especially if you started talking about the Illum illuminati card deck and uh the 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 the, the the connection between, because he's really good with the Anunnaki stuff too. I, I was hoping maybe we could get him on at some point yes. in time and talk to him about that. Nice. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I try to recommend people that I know the the folks that listen to us would be interested in. Um, and I and I do it while we're live. That way they can they they can go look for themselves too. But. I think having conversations with us because of the way that we, we think, and we're not unique by any means. There's a lot of people out there that think like we do, but uh, having conversations with us kind of steers things in a little bit different direction. Um, and and we need that too. We need that, that perspective, you know? Definitely. I agree. But yeah, I think Rex would be fantastic to talk to you for you and uh, Lux. Because you guys knowing the occult aspects of it, and and him having more of the historical and the uh, Illuminati side of it, that would be an awesome conversation to listen to. Yeah, and um, somebody in the chat yeah, you know, even said that, that Rex pulled some crazy shit from that deck. Uh, Mike Pence betrayal was nuts. That's <laughs> like this dissident just said. Oh yeah. So I guess he's seen it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See somebody else that saw it. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Betrayal was one of the cards inside betrayal. But uh, yeah, there was some that deck. The way it played out was insane, brother. Insane. And like I said, there's only a couple left. Um, so look for the alien invasion. 
<laughs> well, I definitely think that one will oh, be played out at some point. Yeah, well, I, I think so. You think about the advanced technology that most people don't know about, um, like the TR3Bs and, and things like that, that people have no idea. They, they think they're still, they still think they're not real. Um, it's just like uh, the Phantom drones that the Navy uses. Um, those Phantom drones, first of all, are drones. They don't have people on them. And them things are just incredibly sci-fi looking. If if you actually, everybody listening to me, try to see if you can find images of them. Still, they're called Phantom Phantom drones. The uh, Navy's using one version, and the Air Force is using another. And these things are TR three Bs on steroids. Um, but they they have the technology right now with the, and and let's not forget they got the Rod of God technology, and it doesn't have to be in space. It could be at high altitude. You right now with the with the uh, um, blue beam project that's that's in place and uh, the just the equipment that we know about they could actually make people think that we were being invaded real easy uh-huh. oh, i believe so as well mate well i mean look look at the experiment that they, that they did with orson wells and that was just a radio show Yo, I bring now that they up have all, cgi i bring that up all the time you had people who believe that they then. Have, Oh yeah, and that was just radio. Can you, can you imagine with the CGI and all the other stuff that they can do live now? Yo, people would Whoa. take that as a possibility. They, if you saw it on TV, if they faked somehow with CGI, use the Hollywood set or whatever the fuck they did, and put shit up on the TV, I guarantee you, people would take that as truth and never even leave their house. So they would never even know oh, if yeah. it's a fucking bullshit or not. Well, for sure, yeah. mate. Have you seen the well, holograms? Well, yeah, and and then we've got three, three, four, and six D holograms now. Six D, yeah. you can actually touch them. The, you can actually touch frighteningly, them. Frighteningly real, aren't they? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You can't, well, you you can't tell the, the difference. <laughs> did you see the Did you see the dragon that they had inside the the stadium in Japan? Oh yeah, there's no. one of the drones. Yeah, that's yeah. I just wanted to pull it up real quick. That's one of the phantom drones. Yep. That's crazy, that one. Well, that's one version of it. Yeah, that was just one that they pulled up. Um, the other one looks more. Uh, do you remember? Uh, do you remember Battlestar Galactica? Those those strange yes. fighter ships that they had. That's what. Yeah. Some, that's what one of the drones looks like. Um, but yeah, I mean, they have the technology. Uh, they did a. If you got, if you all listening to us, look it up. They did a, a dragon flying around inside of a baseball stadium. And it actually made the vibe, the the sound made the stadium shake, and it actually cast shadows when it landed on the edge of the stadium. And here's That's the thing: crazy. That is it was crazy, it was it was only a hologram. That's fucking wild. <laughs> oh yeah, it is a shadow. Oh yeah, it's fucking. And it was just a hologram, but it was real enough to uh, cast shadows where it, where it flew over and where it landed. Now, don't I have no wild. idea what kind of computer technology that took, but they put on like a, a three minute show with this thing, and it looked like it was just sitting there. That's crazy. <laughs> That's bugged out. I mean, even when we covered the Gateway pro- uh, thing, when we covered that, the Gateway project or whatever it was, uh, they were saying then, I mean, you know, who know, you know, who knows if it was correct or not, the stuff that we read and covered. But, I mean, they were saying then that they knew that just with specific sounds, uh, they can make people visualize shit that's not even there. Oh, yeah. And that oh, was yeah. back in, like, the 70s and 80s. Oh, yeah, and I think of how far much further along they are now. Yeah. Oh. Uh, um, 
And there's technology out there that people just don't even realize. Do you all remember in uh, the 1990s? And now, you guys are younger than me, but do you remember in the 1990s and the 2000s when they started turning out those giant dirigibles that had the uh, um, projector skin on them so that they could blend into the sky? Do you all remember those? No. Now, some, uh, of them were manu- some of them were manufactured in the UK and some of them were manufactured in the United States. Uh, Soviet Union were making some too, but here's the thing. These were giant dirigibles, you know, blimps, um, and they were military grade. They weren't like, you know, the, the Goodyear blimp at the, at the football game. And they actually had the, the, what they called the projector, the, the cross projector skin. So they could actually project what was above them onto the bottom of them and what was below them onto the top of them, so that they, they were camouflaged, just like the, the car from James Bond. Uh-huh. And, what's amazing, and what's amazing to me is people have completely forgotten that they were showing all these releases. Um, and these things were giant. Some of them were like three football fields long and like a, a football field wide, you know, 300 yards long and, and 100 yards wide. Um, and they were manufacturing them like gangbusters for about, seven or eight years. And here's my question. If you were making them, even if you could only make, you know, say a dozen in, in 10 years, where are all of them at? Because there were a bunch of companies that were making them. Huh. Yeah. Wow. And then immediately when that stuff started vanishing, I'm thinking, okay, well, is this our project blue bean system in the works? Because, do you guys remember the big green thing that appeared over the ocean outside of France a few years back? No. This is probably 2017. 2017, there was this great big uh, holographic symbol for some company that was uh, – they projected it over a bay in France. And I'm like, man, that's an awesome holograph. And then what was funny about that image was is if you looked at it and you lightened up a freeze frame on that image, you could see the blimp off to the side that was projecting it. That's weird. I'm trying to see. Um, I pointed that out. I pointed that out in a couple of videos um, that they put on uh, YouTube. I said, you can see the blimp if you just look off to the right. Uh, There was a helicopter on the left and and a dirigible way up above on the right. And the helicopter had something, the door was open on the side of it, but the dirigible was up above it. You could see like a green a very light green haze on it, which matched the same color as, as the holograph that was being projected. Oh. Yeah. Um, but see, I remember things. That's the problem. I, <laughs> I don't forget. I don't, for, I don't forget because the new, the next football game came on and I don't forget because, you know, Joe Smith is running for president. I remember these things because for some reason, when I see something like that, I, I'm gonna, like, this is going to be relevant at some point. Um, but I always thought it was something that they, they were testing with their, with their projection system. But you also, you guys also realize since we're talking about this alien evasion card from the Illuminati game deck, um, you also realize that, that they had already developed the holographic technology that could be mounted in, uh, observatories and use that lens system from a observatory to project up into the air. I, I just I, I just wanted to point that out. That was developed uh. a, a decade ago, um, and I find it interesting that after I found out that that projection technology was made and could be mounted in telescopes, 
that many of the telescopes around the world got closed down and were no longer publicly available and quote unquote no no longer in operation. Yes, interesting. Yeah. Do y'all remember when they closed all the telescopes about three or four years ago? One of them was in Arizona. There's a couple in France, uh, but the, the, they're no longer collecting images or active. Um, and it's interesting that, that I had just made the connection to that projection system that could be mounted in these telescopes um, when they started closing them down and said that they weren't functionally uh, uh, financially viable, but people are still there. Yeah. <laughs> um, people are still there. <laughs> have you ever heard of? Yeah, have you ever heard of them closing down a multi-million-dollar telescope? I mean, pff, no, no, they right. don't do. They don't do that. But yeah, the projection equipment equipment is available. Um, you, and y'all, I, I'll tell you the same thing I say all the time when I'm with General or anybody else. You don't have to believe me. I say it in my own podcast. Don't believe or disbelieve me. No or don't. Um, you can look it up. Um, projection, holographic projection equipment that can be mounted in large telescopes. Um, you know, I, I don't ask people to believe me. Um, not when they can look it up themselves. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, here's your Project Blue Beam holographic projection through telescope systems. So if you've got some above and some below... And then, you know, we got all these, this uh, aircraft that people don't know about, you know, like the TR-3Bs and the Phantoms. Um, and, you know, they say rod of God has to be in, in high atmosphere. Well, you can do that with just about any airplane these days. The, the new ones that they've made, they fly at high altitudes, uh, low atmosphere. Um, yeah. So, you know, that height is all you need to drop something. Um, and most people wouldn't even know a rod of God if they'd seen it because they, they think it's fake, but you drop something like that on something and, and, uh, you'd think you were being invaded by aliens. <laughs> um, and they know how to ionize the atmosphere now too. So think about it. You drop a rod of God through a, an ionized atmosphere. You just dropped a lightning bolt. Literally. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, I mean, the manipulating weather. Uh, I think they've been doing it for a while. I mean, even like chemtrails, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Well, if you ionize the atmosphere, what you're doing is you're creating a charge, okay? So basically, you're creating a thunderstorm. But then you draw, drop a cobalt rod through that ionized atmosphere, and what it's going to do is it's going to draw that charge down with it to the ground. So when it hits, you're going to get a lightning strike. People would literally think that they were being attacked with lightning rods or lightning strikes, you know, back to the old Thor dropping lightning bolts on oh, people. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's scientifically feasible, and there are white papers out there that say that they can do it. Um, you know, yeah. can you trust the white papers? Well, when there's a bunch of them that, that verify from different agencies that they've already done it, I would say, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know. Uh, a rod of God made out of cobalt dropped through an ionized atmosphere, and you're literally striking people with high voltage lightning bolts. Yes, yes. Um, and I thought I'd bring that up because we talked about Project Blue Beam and, and invasion by aliens, but it would be easy to to fool people who aren't researchers. Oh yeah, yeah it's clever shit, mate, isn't it? Beela. <laughs> Guys, I have got to get myself ready for my other job. Oh, not a problem, man. Not a problem. And I really well, do appreciate. 
I pr- I appreciate you coming on with us, New York. Oh you're, hell yeah! That, no, that was fun. Perspective. Uh, no, I, I was dying. I was <laughs> dying to. I was dying yeah. to have a talk with but, you anyway. Again, so this worked out great. I keep well, on telling Lee. I'm like, yo, we got to do something with Raven. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully we can get on and do something. You know, it's a subject that you guys are are working on. That would be fun. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. General, I appreciate you. Raven, would you like to let everybody know where they can get hold of you, mate, please? You can find me at Spreaker.com under No Apologies Enough Said or Raven Kiefer. And, uh, again, I tell you, I, I've said it a couple times, and I'm going to quit saying it, but I'll say it this time. On my YouTube channel under Raven Kiefer, I have a playlist. If you're looking for esoteric, occult, or things that are just a little bit different or outside of the mainstream, that playlist will <laughs> fill you in a lot faster than having to read it. <laughs> yeah it's uh, got some quality content mate nice yeah I and, just found uh, it now oh I actually subscribed to you and yeah, everybody I... else thank you for joining us this morning we appreciate you all oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah no, sure. I definitely had a good time thank, thank you. you for everybody who uh, yeah who jumped inside the chat too on the YouTube that was great man I had a good talks this morning yeah. Raven I definitely yeah. am glad I got to uh, hook up with you again like like I said I've been telling Lee like you know, over and over again yo we got to do something with Raven again so yeah, we just long overdue we thank you definitely need to do something definitely we definitely need to do do something else <laughs> I also um, got your and, uh, let, and let you and let let you guys pick the subject all right <laughs> <laughs> works works for me uh, I do have your links in if people are watching now or whatever when they happen to watch this on YouTube RV had have his uh, speaker links in there already I'll add his YouTube when I go off now, but I do have Ravens and uh, Lee's uh, show links in there. So uh, real quick, I guess oh, before we you, go, mate. Lee, do you thank want you. to plug your show as well? Yeah, do you want to plug yours before I do mine, mate? Um, yeah, the NY Patriot show, I have that in the Occult Rejects, both on all major podcasts and on Bit Shoot and Rumble, and we have the Tour and More uh, YouTube channel that has uh, all of our stuff on it. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, uh, Subconscious Realms. I'm on Spotify, Anchor, and now Apple. Uh, you can get me at Instagram at subcon underscore realms33 and Twitter is at subcon realms33. Email subconsciousrealms at gmail.com. And um, gentlemen, fucking phenomenal Definitely have conversation. Fun, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, I will. Uh Talk to you guys on the next one. Yes, nice one, mate. Um, Nice one, Raven. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you.